All right. Um, you just want me to just hit the intro again or just... Yeah, hit the intro again. All right. All right, here we go. Podcasting from Northwest Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Gen Extra Podcast, a show about Generation X, movies, technology, weird news, and anything else they feel like. Join them every Monday morning. Now, here's your hosts, Dave and Joe. Welcome back to the Jackson Podcast. Absolutely. We got we a list of things today. We do. Yeah, we have uh, some notable news. We have Joe's Got Facts. I love Joe's Got Facts. You know why I love Joe's Got Facts? Why is that? Because, because it's about me and, and my facts. That's right. <laughs> uh, also, I have a quick update on The Bachelorette because I, I have been watching it, Joe, in case people wait, forgot. Wait, it's The, it's the Bachelor. No, the, the bachelorette, bachelorette. The bachelorette. The, the, oh, one, the, okay. the one with the two girls that are that are uh, bachelorettes. Yes. Yes. I for a second second there I had it backwards. Thank you for the clarification. Yes. Uh, well, and then we have a uh, and we have uh, weird I think weird news to end with. Yeah. So weird news. Yeah. There you go. A classic. Uh, but yeah, before we get started, uh, Joe, we need to mention that uh, something happened. Yes. Yes. The the Queen of England has passed away, ferried off. England mourns whatever words you want to put there. It looks like um, it looks like Prince Philip is now the king of England. Yeah, I saw something that he was going to be stepping in, but yeah, that's uh, yeah, very sad for them. Uh, I know that the the whole country is uh, you know mourning her loss. She was like what, like eighty six or ninety six, something like that. Yeah, she was not. Um, I think ninety ninety six. I think right. That's okay. So, admittedly. Admittedly, the reason why I do not know the answer to the question is because, I mean, you're in the States. I mean, I personally don't pay that much attention. No, um, no, we all know who she is. And, and uh, you know, but they, uh, yeah, I mean, I know what you're saying. Like, we don't have our finger on the pulse of, uh, right, right. you know, of their culture necessarily and, and what they're up to. Uh, but I guess for, for me, like, it, the fact that uh, he's like what, a son or sibling of some kind what what is he the the prince oh, pr prince philip see th and this is so this also gets into like m my misunderstanding of the entire situation because i know the the royal family is fairly broad and, and i think the one i forget who it was from the united states actually married one another one of the princes yeah it was I, like was it kate kate something kate middleton who who's that like i remember she was part of like she married somebody Who'd she marry? It's another one. Okay. Didn't they like take him out of the family? Yeah. Well, she didn't want to. So, right? We have now turned the show. <laughs> the Gen Extra podcast is now a British tabloid. <laughs> um, I just don't know. I don't know anything about this stuff, really. Just, just what I've seen, like you said, on the tabloids. The way I understand it is that she got sick of being part of the royal family, mm -hmm. demanded to move back to the United States, and she believed that she brought her husband and stuff. I, or I don't know if they moved or not, but she doesn't really want anything to do with it. That was like Kate. She's, yeah. Um, Phil oh, and I'm sorry. I, I misstated something earlier. The queen's oldest son, Charles, is now King Charles III. Okay, Not, okay. Her husband, Prince Philip, died a few years back. Okay. That, so so they, that's right. Okay. Yeah, I do remember that now, too. Um, the, the name sounded familiar. I'm like, oh, okay. Yes. That must be right. So just like, like in like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, the heir of the house, you know, queen or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the next of kin. Yeah. Like there's no, yeah. it's not like here. It's not like, oh, there's uh, you know, I mean, obviously like a vice president and stuff like that would, you know, take place, but there's no like election. They're not going to vote in a new queen. No, right. They still follow the traditions of the, what the monarchy would have been, you know, back in the middle ages. Right. It, clearly they don't have any power today but they still run the monarchy as if it was the middle ages, right? They don't have any like true, like legal power or anything, but yeah, they still do it that way. They still follow the rules. I guess you could say the rules of the, of the classic monarchy. Yeah. It's weird. So like people can't like contest the queen and try and like take over the, the house, the castle, if you will. And become new queen like they did in Game of Thrones. Like that was a big part of the show was people were always trying to overthrow, you know, the current king. 
But like, so over there, it's just, it's just fine. Whoever the next heir is, right. is who it is. Uh, but it, it's just weird to me that just, it sort of just stays in the family. It's still, right. It's still there. It's very, like, it is very, obviously very family oriented because I think the, the only way for someone not part of the family would be to marry into it. And then for like, I think everybody else that could possibly take the throne to pass away. Right. It would have to be so widespread that it would, you know, someone that's not actually part of the blood lineage would, would become part of the, would become the queen or the king. I think what's interesting about that though, you brought, you brought up something that made me kind of laugh a little bit. Like what if somebody actually contested the throne? Right. Yeah. <laughs> or something that literally doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They just want the, they want the, uh, the throne, the iron throne. <laughs> yeah. They, they invade the castle. Yeah. Like with, like nerf guns or something nerf guns <laughs> you know i feel terrible for for the family and yeah. everything and and you know i don't know what else to say about it <laughs> well we could just we could do some of those like totally awkward segues and just go to something that's completely unrelated yeah the bachelorette <laughs> i don't know how to oh. segue into it oh wait a minute i have i have something i want to do before we do the bachelorette oh okay ah, i have the other notable news oh yeah, that yeah i yeah. wanted to talk about today was and this is very this is actually and every article I've seen on it has been very short. Oh, speaking of notable news. Oh, you have another one? There, no, I'm saying that's our segue. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna interject uh, another no. <laughs> notable news in there. Yeah, that's the segue to get us away from that one. Okay. A anyone who has been listening to the show last probably few weeks knows I am a big fan of roller coasters and amusement parks. Uh, and it was very unfortunate the other day I caught this news article, uh, this, the, the one I pulled is from Erie news now, but it's all over the place in like Northwest Pennsylvania and Ohio Cedar point. One of my favorite amusement parks, because it's basically, you know, some of the best roller coasters in the world is closing the second tallest roller coaster in the world permanently. I think many people just panicked there cause you paused. Oh, right. We're <laughs> like what? <laughs> Which, which is kind of funny because it, that actually gets into another thing that we're going to review someday with Geauga Lake. But in terms of Cedar Point, uh, yeah, Cedar Point is closing the second tallest roller coaster in the world, a roller coaster that I've actually been on several times. And they aren't being extremely clear about why. And there's there's a little bit of an interesting background here. What's, what's the coaster? What's it called? It's called the Top Thrill Dragster. Yeah, okay, I, I remember and that one. And it's one of those magnetic launch coasters uh, where you are, you're basically sitting in the car mm. and, and within like six seconds, possibly less, and I forget exactly what the stats are. Someone out there is probably listening to the show probably knows exactly what it is. But in like six seconds, you get up to about 120 miles per hour. All right, that's fast. It's crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. And it was one of my favorite rides. But the biggest criticism of the ride in general, before we get into why it closed, was that the ride is very short. You you blast off from the station. You go straight up the hill and yes. you go straight down the hill. And it's over in like 17 seconds. Yeah. And so it's not a very long ride. Yeah, I do remember that one. I did not ride that, but uh, I, I remember um, people I was with rode it. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, uh, I'm not a big fan of coasters, so... Uh, that, that's not for me, but it's sad that they're they're shutting it down. They, but they said they have they haven't given any reasons why. Like it's you well, know, it has apart. kind of a mixed history the last couple of years. Yeah, falling apart may be part of it, I, and I, I don't mean like in a dangerous manner. I just mean at a point where the park is like, well, there's no point in like fixing it. Let's just build something new because in August of 2021, a part of the coaster actually fell off of the hill. Oh. Um, it was a it was a, a a metal object. It doesn't say what it was. It doesn't say if it was a bracket or a bolt or part of the car. A brake pad. It doesn't pad. say what a brake pad. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it doesn't say, and it hit somebody down on the ground. It didn't hit anyone on the coaster. The coaster oh, didn't geez. crash. It didn't, but it hit somebody down on the ground, and they've had it closed since then. They did not open it back up. It's been closed since August fifteenth of 2021 when did they build it like how old is 19 it? years ago i think i said 19 something uh, <laughs> 1901 <laughs> it's an oldie uh so okay so it's pushing almost 20 years old uh it is yeah so i mean i guess it's time i guess i don't know what did, did they say what they're building in place of it or not yet 
something that builds off its legacy. So what I'm expecting is going to happen is they're going to keep the same kind of ride, a magnetic launch ride, uh -huh. but they're going to make it longer and more complex because the current the current coaster that's there now, the one that they're closing, like I said earlier, is just it's a 17 second ride. Yeah, but I think that the, like the footprint of where that thing sits, they probably have to stay within some kind of bounds of that unless they're, oh, that's true like they're gonna have to build something probably somewhat similar maybe they're just gonna build something bigger and maybe, maybe it goes try to faster record that'll be their that'll be their pool you know their their pool for like like oh it's bigger and faster and taller yep. and, uh this and yep. that and uh you know who who knows i mean it could be but i don't know i guess we'll have to see i, I guess we'll see and you know what i'm gonna go on it i'm so, sure you will cedar point hurry up i'm ready to go on the new top thrill dragster two yeah i'll stand there <laughs> with like a corn dog just watching you do it <laughs> yeah right right look I, I i just love i just love coasters and whatever cedar point puts there i hope it's as good as this ride even though it's short yeah i mean hey doesn't have to be a, a a super long ride to get you get your blood no. pumping no it's it can be look cedar points experts is this kind of stuff like they have they have some of the best coasters in the country. I'm sure they'll think of something. I'm sure. It'll probably twist or something, or maybe it'll uh, come off the track for a moment, just scare, <laughs> scare the shit out of you. Launch you into the air, into free fall for, you oh, know. God, no way. A couple seconds. <laughs> oh, did you, actually, another uh, notable news. I did hear about this. This is yes. a, kind of a terrifying story. Um, there was a local woman uh, to Northwest PA that was on vacation somewhere and was snorkeling. Okay. And she ended up getting uh, killed by a shark. Did you hear about this? Yes, I did. In fact, uh, my wife brought it up uh, just last night talking about about how the woman was. Uh, I, I, I she's a teacher. She was employed over at Gannon. Yeah. Yeah. She's a teacher. Yeah. God, man. I feel so bad for obviously her and her entire family. And uh, oh, just I, I, when I, when I see stuff like that, again, not only is it, you know, saddening for everybody involved. Yeah, but it, it just solidifies my my fears of never wanting to go in the ocean. Yeah, I, like, and that's so you're scary. not alone. You're not alone. I know not only is my wife have that same concern, but I know other people who are like, oh, if I go to the ocean, I go into my ankles. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. But like for if you have a swimming pool, OK, and you're like, hey, you want to go swimming? By the way, there's something in there that can eat you. <laughs> nobody would nobody would do pool. it but everybody gets in the ocean because they they feel like the the chances are very slim that it's going to happen but literally man when you step into that water you're on the menu per se like yeah it's their it's their home right yeah it's, that's yeah it's, it's just frightening the shark is just going to attack what it feels like it needs to what it wants for lunch right it's very hard to regulate that environment yeah and i get too that you know a lot of people defend them and say you know like they're just you know, confused or, you know, they just trying, taking a, a nibble, if you will, and, and see what it is. But man, like obviously bigger bites happen and uh, people, people get killed from sharks. And it's, it's yeah, it's just so we're being fair. I mean, the numbers like obviously millions, if not billions of people visit the ocean every year. Oh yeah. You actually have, a, we did this in another show. Remember yeah. it, was, it was like, you have a greater risk of this happening than this in in this case your chances of being struck by lightning are actually way higher than being eaten by a shark yeah yeah uh i think even like be, being crushed by a vending machine was higher than being eaten by a shark or maybe that's for the lottery i don't remember but uh, i do know that, that if you don't step foot in the ocean your chances of being eaten by a shark are zero <laughs> uh, okay okay you're not considering a shark that gets blown Oh, like Sharknado. A, Sharknado, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, a shark that gets blown in a in a in a tornado mm. or a hurricane Lucky onto shark. shore, uh -huh. and it's still alive when you when you accidentally fall next to it. Oh, I see. Okay. You're not considering that. That would be my that'd be my <laughs> luck. Uh, all right. I mean, yeah, I, it is. A, like, we laugh about that, but it is extremely sad and unfortunate what occurred, and it just. It's just uh, it's just something that you're not thinking about. Like you're not thinking I'm gonna go snorkeling and you know, right. I'm not I'm gonna be back, killed yeah. by a shark, right? You know, so it's very unfortunate.
Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's. So we need to change the change the tone here. So our, our first yeah, right, two, right, right. first two stories were rather uh, sad. So, okay. Let's. I'm going to switch Joe to the Bachelorette. So, if you were following yeah. the show, which uh, most of you probably are, uh, you remember a handful of episodes ago, I said that I was going to start watching the Bachelorette, and I came back after the very first episode and kind of filled you in on what I thought so far. And I have not talked about it since. But yes, I have been watching the Bachelorette. Now, have you stuck with? Every episode so far. Yes. Uh, okay. I do know the most recent one. I missed part of it. Uh, but yeah, I've seen all the episodes. I've been sitting down with the wife and watching them. And, okay. you know, she's excited because I'm watching like a show that she really loves to watch that I, you know, prior to this couldn't stand to watch. Uh, but I will say after like the first few episodes, I was kind okay. of on the fence still. And like, I wasn't looking forward to it. And then but you at, didn't, but you didn't hate it. Right. It was kind of like, okay, I didn't love it but also didn't quite hate it yet. Right. Uh, so as the uh, as the contestants, the bachelors started getting smaller, you started knowing them more and kind of getting a feel for like their personalities and stuff. Yeah. So you did get a little bit more invested in, in who they were and, okay. uh, you know, the, the relationships that were kind of building. I, I'm Again, not, I'm still not saying I'm like a huge fan, but I did start to quote unquote enjoy it more. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, wait until the end of the episode to see who gets the rose and who doesn't get the rose. <laughs> That's how they get you. See, they get you invested in the character. Yeah, but there, I remember this one episode. They were on like a they're on like a cruise ship or something, and this one okay. dude, this one bachelor, uh, was like shit talking the uh, the bachelorette. Uh, or oh both. wait, so wait, one of the bachelors was actually making fun of or talking down about the whole point of being on the show. Yeah, and. Okay. They, uh, the, he was telling this to like the other bachelors. Well, of course, uh, you know, they're, they're going to see that as a, an opportunity to, you know, sort of be the hero and go tell the girls, you know, Hey, this guy is like, you know, saying some shitty shit. I can't remember exactly what I was saying. It, it's been a few episodes ago now, but sure, I, sure. I remember it wasn't awesome. And I think it's the same dude that said that the one girl was a little rough around the edges. And <laughs> I'm like, dude, like, it's not something what? you say. You don't say that. <laughs> I, you know what that sounds like to me, though, as somebody who is generally, okay, well, I don't have to sugarcoat it, someone who's generally a critic of, of uh, what do you want to call it, reality TV. Um, it certainly sounds like that that guy was, is driving the friction in the show, right? He gives you that extra, that extra interesting aspect to, to, to kind of latch on to, right? Sort of. I mean, maybe he was a he was a weird fella, and well, he was like a generally like weird person. Yeah, he was strange, okay. and he his dog. I remember his dog's name was Rambo, which I thought was kind of a cool name. Okay. Uh, okay. And but anyway, the, the Bachelorette actually found out. She confronted him about it, and he like denied it. And I'm like, dude, like you're literally on camera. You're on camera. You've been recorded. You've been filmed saying these things. You can't deny it at they, this point. Did they show it to her? I'm sure she saw it later, but I think I think at that point she was just going off what the guys were saying. Uh, but at the at the end of it, and she was like, you know, you're done. I need you to pack your stuff and get out of here. Uh, he went in for he went in for a hug. Like <laughs> it was oh. so awkward. You could tell she had wanted nothing to do with it. But I, I don't need to recap the whole entire series. You know what? You know what we need. What's we that? need a show that is Dave watches The Bachelorette. It just recaps everything. Yeah, which is its own show, which is its own reality, <laughs> show, right? Which is like you're like you can't go in for a hug, you can't do that. It would actually be kind of fun to do it like after like like release it like every Tuesday after the show comes out. And they have <laughs> we could get shots of you on the couch, right? Asking you oh, to yeah. go over to go over your favorite episode or moments in the episode. Like I can't believe you went in for a hug for that. Like I mean, I I wouldn't do that. That's just completely completely uncalled for. It was. Yeah, he was out of his mind. <laughs> But so the, you're you're more interested now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's actually getting close to the end. They're like they're down like the final couple guys now. Um, okay. But uh, yeah. So again, I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna spend the next half hour talking about it. But I just wanted to give the update that I am finding it entertaining, and I'm sure when Carrie listens to this, she will be very happy. She knows I've I've been enjoying it. Uh, well, you know what? And you have so far been able to avoid where I thought this was going. My oh. prediction was that you would not make it. I'm like. Mm, no, but yeah. I think it sounds like to me. I think I think you're gonna make it now. I think so. Yeah, I like I said, I'm 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 finding it entertaining. So I'll you know 
I'll keep going. All right. I'm, I'm actually excited to see the other way too, where there's one dude and like the whole bunch of girls kind of see how that goes. Cause I'm sure they can be a little, a uh, little dramatic as well. Like, Do they go back and forth? Is that how this works? Like they'll do a season of the bachelorette and then a season of the bachelor. Is that how it works? As far as I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I so, think they should just run both shows at the same time in the same house. Oh my God. That'd be chaos. <laughs> 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 yeah. So there you go. There's my update. All uh, right. So I think uh, Joe, let's, uh, let's move into Joe's got facts. Joe's got facts. Right. Do we have an intro for no. Joe's got facts? No, we don't actually. It, I want you to I want you to circle around the board mm -hmm. and just pick a rant like don't don't tell me what bank you're on just hit a random button for right. the intro intro for Joe's Got Facts. Oh, hang on, hang on. Um, how about this? Attention, attention! Joe has found more facts for us. <laughs> <laughs> was that I forget was that one pre-recorded or do you just do that now? I just did that now. That was our megaphone. It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> We, in fact, next time we do these and I'm down there, I'm going to do this entire segment with the megaphone turned on. Okay. <laughs> like, Welcome to the he... Gen Extra podcast. Enjoy. <laughs> People are like, why is he yelling the whole time? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so, all right. Yeah. So what's uh, what did you find facts on, man? I'm, I'm, I'm interested. So this is, I actually, I want to give full credit where credit is due here. I actually was, you know, watching a science channel on YouTube. Uh, it's actually this, the, the channel is actually just called Kyle Hill. So I, I, I want to where I got this from was another science channel that was explaining what happened here. Um, so if you're if you're curious, if you want to read, you want to hear more about stuff like this, or you mm -hmm. want to hear more about just some really cool science things, sciencey things, check out Kyle Hill on YouTube. What got me interested in this was that this uh, this this uh, YouTuber did uh, a video on. I'll call it a, a nuclear experiment. It wasn't okay. really strictly an experiment, but it was more so uh, proving the point of something. A, a nuclear experiment that the United States conducted in 1957, and it involved the launching of a nuclear air-to-air -air rocket. So just given that, just given that, right? Everyone by 1957 is well aware of what nuclear fallout looks like, mm -hmm. right? You know, Thanks to you know the you know the United States uh, nuking Japan not only once but twice, we have a lot of data on what bombs can and can't do. You know the science has expanded by 1957, but what the United States was thinking in 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 the late 50s was that it, it never really got this far. But we were going nuclear everything, right? We were going to have nuclear. We're going to have like nuclear air-to-air -air missiles, nuclear bombs, nuclear uh, everything. Like they were looking at nuclear jets. Right, like nuclear submarines, which we know we eventually got to. But like at this point in like late 1957, the United States is like looking at nuclear everything. But but with that mm -hmm. comes the concern of well, if we actually do get into a war with the Russians, and we just start zinging nuclear rockets and nuclear missiles and nuclear bombs at each other, how are we supposed to do that without destroying everything around it or, or nuking everybody, right? Yeah. Like creating nuclear waste or nuclear fallout all around the explosions of these missiles. So what the United States started experimenting with was nuclear air-to-air -air missiles. So, you know, think of, think of a fighter jet, right? Think of the fighter jet, like literally shooting a nuclear-tipped missile. Right. It technically was a rocket, but whatever. For the sake of the podcast today, just think of it along the lines of a fighter jet shooting a missile. And... The reason they were looking at this was because they were looking at effective ways to shoot down Russian bombers. So if, because Russian bombers in the late 50s were relatively slow. They were slow. They often came in like packs, right, of like 5, 10, 12, 15, 20 bombers, mm -hmm. but all be in one, one group, right? So if during the Cold War, if the Russians were attempting, attempting to attack the United States, they would send a squadron of bombers over. So instead of sending up an entire like air, you know, air to air attack force and trying to shoot down every bomber with an individual missile, the United States was experimenting with nuclear tipped uh, warheads that you shoot into the air and you take out all 12 at once. Right. Okay. Imagine a nuclear bomb exploding in the air like, um, you know, 18,000 feet in the air. So 
the United States is like experimenting with this. They're like, well, what if we just shoot nuclear tipped missiles at bombers? Of course, the problem with this, as you might imagine, is what if you start shooting these over New York City? Yeah. Or Washington, D.C., right? Would you want to be standing under one? No, no. For one, the 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 debris of the planes, for one thing, but all the all the nuclear, you know, rain, if you will, they would just sure. be coming down. Yeah, I'm sure that was yeah. a, a huge concern for people. That's exactly that's exactly what they. That's exactly what it was. So, the, so the the the, the military is in a conundrum, right? They're they're trying to they're trying to prove to the general public that that they could fire nuclear warheads above them and not kill everybody below them so they did this absolutely wild experiment on july 19th 1957 they took five military personnel and a photographer and they took one of these air-to-air rockets called an air to a genie which was nuclear tipped and this is before we banned above ground testing so we're still doing things out in the open they strapped one of these nuclear tipped missiles onto a jet fired it at a dummy mm. at i think it was if i don't know how how high up it was i think about 5600 meters um not ex- it's not exactly clear but anyway it's at like it's at like fighter length right like so we're talking 18,000 feet in the air right okay. they fire one of these nuclear tipped missiles into a dummy into basically like a drone craft it detonates it is a legitimate Det- nuclear detonation in the air and 18,000 feet below this nuclear detonation are five military personnel who are just wearing sunglasses, <laughs> looking up in the air. Uh-huh. Uh, they're just looking around there because they're waiting. They've been told to just stand here in the middle of the desert. And you can see them kind of point up and look. The nuclear explosion literally explodes above them at 18,000 feet. And all five of them, plus the photographer, the sixth person, absorbed absolutely no nuclear fallout whatsoever. <sighs> they all went to live full, complete lives. The last one, I think, actually died in, I think it was 2013, of, of quote-unquote natural causes, right? No but what about, nuclear. What about all the people that were like 100 miles downwind? So, very good question. <laughs> yeah. What what the United States at that time was trying to prove to people, and I think you got to remember too, this is this is before things like OSHA and and like broad restrictions on experimentation, and everything. What they were trying to prove to people was that the air, our actual atmosphere, mm-hmm. is so good at burning out nuclear material quickly in the atmosphere that a small enough nuclear-tipped rocket could actually explode in the air, and at three times it's the radius of the explosion, the nuclear fallout is down to almost nothing because the, the air molecules essentially start absorbing all the, uh, the nuclear energy, I'll call it, just to keep things simple. In Is that accurate, in, though? In, is that really how it is now? Okay. Is, absolutely. Absolutely. See, you I, could do the same thing today and just get the same, and get the same results. Yeah, because I would think that just the wind, you know, would would carry it all somewhere else. But I guess I didn't, I didn't realize it kind of like dissipated. That's the big difference between. So what you bring up is an actual like real concern about nuclear detonation that hits the ground. Mm. Because when when a nuclear bomb or missile or something hits the ground, it infects essentially, for lack of a better term, all of the material around it, people, buildings, right. Uh, dirt, mountains, whatever. And that stuff stays radioactive. But in the air, the our atmosphere essentially acts as a, what's the right word I'm looking for, as a neutralizer okay. to, to nuclear fallout. So the United States, at least at this time, was pursuing a program of shooting nuclear-tipped missiles at Russian bombers. And they filmed... Five people, six people actually, in total, literally right below the blast, 18,000 feet below it. And they're just standing there looking around just to, just to prove a point. Hmm. All right. Well, wow. Um, I did not know that ever even happened. Um, I know. But it doesn't surprise Why? me, really. Because uh, they, they, they were testing... They were testing bombs like in the middle of the ocean. Like there's, oh, there's, yeah. there's footage of, of them setting off huge, I don't know if they were like hydrogen bombs or nuclear bombs. Uh, 
that they would just explode out in the middle of the sea? Oh, the 1950s, it was a wild time for thermonuclear experimentation because there weren't any laws or treaties or anything in place. It was just like, go out in the desert and blow something up. Yeah, give it a whirl. <laughs> yeah, see, see what <laughs> See what happens. happens, yeah. Yeah, I just, and this is not the only thing like this, but if you look at any of our nuclear history in the late 1950s, it's filled with stuff like this. Like, oh, they blew up a, a tiny thermonuclear bomb uh, just to show, just to show the impact of, of what it would do to, um, a, a typical house, right. Or, or, or a five-story building or, or what it would do to a submarine, right. It's just all these fascinating experiments. It'd be kind of fun to see back then. <laughs> you know, like, Hey, Hey, let's go watch the, uh, let's go watch them oh, test out this. Uh, of course you probably just go see it, but they did, they oh, did oh, like, literally what you said. They would sit there outside the blast radius and mm -hmm. just look at it. Yeah, but just put, look put at some it. sunglasses like, on, it might be bright. Yeah. It was a wild time to be alive if you were in nuclear physics at the time. Now, today, the only thing you can do today is underground testing, I think. I don't think I don't think above ground testing is tr by treaties we do anymore. But hey, it was 1957. Yeah. I'm curious too, like I'm sure you don't have this answer, but I wonder who the first person was to figure out whether they, they split the atom or something of uh yeah. like a radioactive material, uranium or something. First of all, how'd they figure out how to do that? Second of all, when they did, who died? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there had to have been some sort of, like, accident. Like, do you know any of this, or is it just uh, something so we just save for another really show? it's really interesting you bring that up, because a lot of what this particular YouTube channel and others like it mm -hmm. do is they talk about all of the mistakes, accidents, um, miscalculations that not only the United States but other other countries have made in in nuclear development uh the quick answer to your question was it was really the manhattan project mm -hmm. uh before you know in world war ii that fast-tracked the development of, of of nuclear armaments and there were quote-unquote mistakes and stuff made but they were relatively careful with it it wasn't really until after World War II, and we started pushing the limit without really understanding what we were doing, that we started getting into actual, like, fissile material and stuff that would would actually give people, fortunately, cancer or kill them, like, in a week or yeah. a month, right? Because they didn't know what they were getting into. But uh, the, the short answer to your question is we really put all this together in the, or in the 1940s during the Manhattan Project, but we've made, us and many others have made unfortunately plenty of mistakes with nuclear material post world war ii and and tons of progress too by the way not not mistakes have been made but tons of progress as well yeah, yeah that's pretty fascinating it, re it really is cool stuff yeah we should uh maybe, maybe one of these shows we'll do a we'll do a breakdown on exactly how a nuclear bomb works because that'd be kind of uh, it's kind of fascinating. fascinating science fascinating science it's just interesting that people figured it out which is crazy to me. Did you know, and I'll leave, I'll leave us with this, right, wrong, or indifferent, right? I'm not, I'm not defending or, you know, whatever, the, what the United States, you know, did in World War II against mm -hmm. Japan or whatever, right? Let's leave that up to politics, right? But the, there was kind of an unknown, unknown when they first detonated the bombs over Japan that they weren't, they were like 99.9% .9 sure what was going to happen. But they also were kind of like, it could also be way worse. Now, the way worse never happened, but that still was kind of like on the edge of, 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 of things that could actually happen. Now, we've learned a lot more about it since then, but the, the blasts end up being contained. And, mm -hmm. But there was also the, they, had, they had marked a small chance that this could be way worse than we think it is, you know, but it ended up, ended up not coming to be, thankfully. Okay. All right. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's pretty fascinating, Joe. I, I actually like that a lot. We should uh, we we need to, we need more Joe's got facts stories. Well, I I've got a million of them, and uh, we'll we'll try. We won't do all million. Okay, we'll just maybe do a couple of hundred. Okay, that should take us out for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, well, let's uh, let's switch up, Joe, to our last segment. Unless I'm missing something else, I don't know if I am. Uh, I think we're gonna move on to uh, weird news, right? Yeah, hit it. All right, here we go. <laughs> From all across the world, there are stories to be told. The strange, the bizarre, funny, freaky, 
the abnormal, and extraordinary. Grab your beer or pour some booze. It's time for the weird news. Yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. So good. Every time. Never gets old. Nope. All right. So, Joe, let me ask you a question. You ever been stung by a bee? Uh, unfortunately, yes, mm-hmm. but it has it has been it has been quite a while. You've been stung by multiple bees at once. Mm, I've been lucky enough to not have that happen. Well, this guy in this story, Joe, was not so lucky. Uh oh. Article says it's on the on the Huff Post. Says an, an Ohio tree trimmer expected to survive after suffering. How many bee stings do you think he suffered? Okay, if you're asking, I'm going to say something like 150. 20,000 bee stings. 20,000 stings. I didn't... What? Really? Yeah. It says, uh, an Ohio man is now awake uh, from a coma after he suffered at least 20,000 bee stings. He's, uh, his name is Austin. He's 20 years old. He was okay. trimming a tree with his, uh, with his grandmother and uncle. And he unknowingly cut a bee's nest. And he said that almost immediately he was swarmed and he was covered in bees and they ended up having to take him to the hospital. They said it looked Holy like it looked like he had a black blanket over top of him. He oh my god. Absolutely covered in bees, dude. And, and were, these were these were bees, like a legitimate, like 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 a honey bee, not like some gen like a lot of people will say bees, but they they mean something else. Yeah, it actually for some reason didn't say what kind of bee it is. I actually looked okay. earlier. But uh, yeah, they uh, they stung the the hell out of them, and I was looking up some bee facts because I was curious. Uh, did you know that? Uh, did you know that male bees, the drone bees, they don't sting. Did you know? That? Oh, really? The drones don't. It's only the females. Only females. And this is like have and this is of a this is like a typical honeybee. Yeah. Okay, I, I actually didn't know that. I just figured that they, I just figured they all use their stingers, but the drones don't. The drones do not know they don't sting, and I I was confirming a fact as well too that uh, you know how like a wasp can sting you like repeatedly, yeah, because uh, they have uh, they have straight stingers, right? To where a uh, regular bee has a hooked stinger, yeah, it kills them. Yeah, right? yeah. So all all the bees that stung him uh, did not make it after that. So that's uh, yeah. So, it, so twenty thousand bees stung him. They all died. But, I mean, I guess that would have wiped out the hive. I guess. I mean, unless you know, the queen's still around. But it's just crazy. Like, you, you, you disturb a, a bee's nest and uh, you get swarmed, dude. It's just crazy that that can happen so I, fast. Uh, I couldn't. That is like, that, that's like my nightmare fuel. Yes, I know. Like, uh, like especially like ground nests, too. You ever just been walking around and all of a sudden, like, bees start coming up out of the ground? It's, it's terrifying. I've seen I've seen them, but I, luckily I've never accidentally like stepped on one or whatever. But he, you said he was up a, on a ladder too. Yeah, like up in, up in a tree. Uh, That's tr- even worse. Branches. Yeah, because you got nowhere to go. What are you gonna do? You have to hold on and just take it so you don't. Yeah, jump. Did to he your fall death out accident. of a tree? No, he climbed down. Uh, Jeez. But uh, yeah, actually, funny enough, yeah, yesterday I was on a photo shoot. Okay. And we were it was it was downtown. And we were walking around this corner, and. Bald-faced hornet nest must have fallen from this building. Oh no! And it was laying on the ground, kind of where I was about to go shoot. And I stopped. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, whoa! I'm like, hang on a second. I saw this big nest broken open. Yeah. And I took a step closer to it to see if it was like just empty. And as I got closer, I saw those white-faced hornets start coming out. And we had to fucking split these, dude. We had to go. Oh, dude! I would have been out of there faster than I would have. I would have broke this the, the sound barrier. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, we need to not get stung by bees. Uh, luckily, we did not disturb them. The way they started, like, coming out after us. That uh, whole thing is going to fall apart down there, though, whatever oh, it was. Yeah, dude. Uh, hopefully, nobody gets, gets stung by that. But, yeah, we, we definitely uh, we moved on quite quickly. Uh, let's see. So I do, have, I do have one more story. And I did. I dug one up as well, too. Oh, good. Then you go now. So I'll, I'll, okay. I'll end cap with my other one. This, this is one I think you and I will appreciate based on some of our past experiences. Okay. Okay, this actually is Pennsylvania. Hmm. This happened right here in Pennsylvania, uh, Jonestown, Pennsylvania. Actually, where's that? The at? title, uh, I'm not sure. We'll have to put in a map and find out. I don't really know where Jonestown. Is. Oh, two hours from Philly. Okay, I was gonna say it sounds like one of those like uh, like northeast, you know, little towns. Yes. 
yeah right 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 outside a major right outside a major area yeah major urban area um Am- amish country i think it is over there well i kind of feel like amish country in pennsylvania extends from here in right. erie yeah all the way down to the down to the south um southeast corner of the state pretty much yeah yeah so yeah what was the story that came out was it jonestown you said yeah and i'll just read you the title because i think it sums it up pretty well his emotional support animal is an alligator oh my goodness they <laughs> they sleep in the same bed what yeah dude yeah no i I'll just read you the first line here just to summarize this article because actually the article is actually really in depth. We won't have time to go into it today, but this guy named Joseph Henney, I guess legitimately owns an emotional support animal his, whose name is Wally Gator. Wally Gator. He calls his emotional support animal Wally Gator. And he goes everywhere with him. The grocery store, walks in the parks. The the alligator, I guess, will climb up on him and hug him, and they he sleeps like a dog. You know, like a dog will jump in the bed with you. The alligator does the same thing. I don't know if he jumps in the bed, but he sleeps in the same bed with him. That's a, so weird. He, I know. Like apparently, the alligator, like like a dog would do, like will, will like kiss him, like on the cheek or whatever. What? Yeah. Oh, dude, you, this story is not going to end well. Like I, I, someday, I Joe, we're going to have an update to the story, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Wally Gator eats emotional support human. Yes. Yeah, dude, it's not going to. It's an alligator. Like, okay, maybe it's tame enough for now. But dude, like I've seen way too many stories where like a trainer or whatever at, at a, at a mm-hmm. zoo is doing that thing where they're like, like patting the tongue of, of a gator and it grabs their arm and twists it off. Yeah, right. And like, a, I, I, maybe it meant well. <laughs> yeah, but like you you fall asleep next to a monster that could literally kill you. Yeah, I, I don't know if this is a younger one. It doesn't seem like it's younger anymore. It's 70 pounds now. That, that's pretty heavy still. Yeah, he's is not here. Also, this guy said, he said, most people in the community are familiar with it but he does not recommend anybody get one. He literally says that in the article. Like, okay. I do not recommend anybody get one because well, if you don't know what you're doing, you will get bit, he says. Okay, well, at least he's not being like, you know, stupid about it. Yeah, I, and it's legal in Pennsylvania, just FYI, in case anyone's listening to the show and you're like, well, wait a minute, we're in Pennsylvania and I don't understand how he can even own it. Pennsylvania actually legalizes... I don't know what the right word is, or we don't, we haven't illegalized owning alligator. Just exotic pets in general, or just alligator specifically still okay? Uh, it says, it just says the only thing that the article specifies is that alligators are legal to own in Pennsylvania, and Henny has helped relocate unwanted gators, snakes, iguanas uh, to wildlife, to other wildlife sanctuaries around, I guess, I think the United States, but he decided to keep this one specifically. Okay, because it was uh, had a had a good personality on him. I guess. <laughs> what do you feed him? You have to feed him like little animals and stuff, or like chunks of chicken. Um, that's what I'm looking for. It, it, wildlife experts agree alligators don't make good pets. They're illegal to own in many states. The animals can also be deadly. Last month, an 80 year old Florida woman was killed when she fought when she fell into a golf course pond and was attacked by two alligators. So. Wow. I don't know. I think you would have to feed them meat. You'd have to feed yeah, them. Yeah. And yeah. Well, there were, that's, you remember that story that happened in, oh gosh, it's probably 10, 15 years ago. Uh, that woman who owned a monkey. Yeah. Like it was like her best friend monkey and they, it lived in her house and it was, it was fine. They did all kinds of stuff together. And then one day it turned on her and it, yeah. it, it ate her face. You remember that? Yes. It's horrifying. Horrible sorry story. about my mic horrifying story that just uh, nightmare fuel absolute nightmare fuel yeah yeah and you're sleeping in the bed with a with an animal that can literally just rip your head off you yeah 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 if it grabbed a hold of your head and started death rolling like it's it's you're over it's done dude like yeah i mean good for him for you know trying it i guess but (laughs) yeah i don't know man that's uh that's pretty, that's pretty terrible. I would not do that. I would not recommend it. I, I guess, I mean, right, like you said earlier, to this guy's credit, he was very not 
he's just very, he doesn't even recommend people do it. He kind of considers himself an exception, but of course that's like like you said that you read a year later you find out about what happened to the exception, right? Yeah, I'm looking up uh exotic pets. Oh, five tragic stories of exotic pet owners ownership oh, going wrong. Yeah, I'm sure we could probably do an hour on that. Oh, it I happens like once a year. Oh, here's the uh yeah, here's the one about the monkey. Uh a woman and her black bear. Uh, but, uh, oh, it's here in Pennsylvania, tragically found out when 350 pound bear. Uh, yeah, it Pennsylvania her. again. What are we turning into North Florida? Right. <laughs> it killed her. Um, a deer. Fire. I can see someone owning a deer because some of them are, they can be pretty docile if they're, if they're raised in captivity. Wow. Okay. So a Texas, a Texas resident who was keeping a 500 pound deer. That's a big deer. Wait, that's not. Are they sure it wasn't a bear? Right, or a moose? No, I think moose yeah, were like a couple a thousand. 500 ones. pound deer? Yeah, man, that's a big fat deer. Uh, no so kidding. he was killed. He was killed when the animal kicked him while he was trying to move it. Man, man, don't, don't own a Trying exotic to pets. move it? What? <laughs> yeah, oh my God. A toddler was, oh my God. Yeah, these are, these are terrible stories. Somebody They're had, always terrible. Somebody had They're a python. Always terrible had a python and it uh it, it killed his two-year-old daughter and the guy was sentenced to 12 years in jail because of it for owning it yeah they're they're, they're never they're never good or funny or anything like that they always end in some horrific tragedy yeah this one's gonna end up on that list i feel it yep get rid get of it right now with- man if you're listening to the show get rid of it well, well he's dude. in pennsylvania there's a fairly good chance yeah fairly good chance What's the, name, the uh, show gunther the gator <laughs> what they call him <laughs> Wally Gators. Wally Gator. Gator. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right. So I got one more story, Joe. And yeah. What do you get, got? Uh, get wrapped up here. Uh, so a, a Brazilian man survives 11 days in the ocean floating in a freezer. So I love how we've gone from alligator to survival on a freezer. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Right. Yeah. Why not? Uh, that's, says, that's great. I mean, it's not great what happened, but I'm glad they survived. Yeah, so he was uh, in the Atlantic Ocean, and he uh, he took refuge inside of a freezer after his boat sank, and he was floating around the ocean uh, for eleven days until he was found. Man, wow, wow, eleven days that that has to be a long eleven days. Oh, the, he didn't know how to swim either. Oh wow! Uh, sharks were surrounding the freezer, but they went away. Uh, he thought he'd be attacked. He stayed on top of the freezer. He didn't sleep. Uh, he saw dust, dawn, yeah, he just, the days were going by, and uh, finally he uh, raises, yeah, going through this again, yeah, so, yeah, he was found alive after 11 days. I didn't see what he drank, like, I guess maybe if it rained, but, dude. Maybe there maybe there was something in the freezer, right? Maybe, yeah, maybe there's some waters or something in there, <laughs> who knows? And 11 days on the ocean is brutal. Dude, think back, like, uh. 11 days ago was when uh, Steve and Breeze were here. That's how long ago that yeah. was. Imagine yeah. being, uh, being floating in the ocean since then. <laughs> time doesn't pass very quickly when you're just floating on a freezer. Oh, yeah. And seeing the sharks come. This, this episode's coming full circle now. Yeah. Yeah. We're back see- to sharks. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Yeah, that would be, that'd be horrible. But, uh, yeah, he survived. He, he made it on, on the uh, freezer. I wonder what kind of freezer it was. They could maybe use definitely. That as a we should find that out, um, and and recommend that freezer to all of our listeners, <laughs> in case you're in case you're stranded on an ocean. Yeah, yeah, it'd be like a whirlpool freezer or something. They they start using that as like their like one of their their slogans or plugs or something like. <laughs> yeah, well, can also be used as a life craft or <laughs> flotation device. A flotation device. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we got anything else for the show? We're actually a little short of an hour, Joe. How how short? Are we like 10 minutes? Like 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Yeah. What else are we going to talk about? Anything? <laughs> are we about well, done? I think, I think we should just find some more weird news. Yeah. I did see, actually, I had, I had one here that I hadn't talked about for a while. Okay. Yeah. We'll just throw a couple more in here. Uh, China says they have been receiving or they have received signals from aliens. Wait. China's claiming that now? China is. Yeah. Who, who is China? <laughs> Who in China is doing so? Chinese people. Uh, says uh, astronomers at Beijing uh, Beijing Normal University. That's 
weird name. Okay. Uh, have discovered several cases of possible technological traces. Uh, something that's uh, civilizations from outside of Earth, according to a report published Tuesday, June fourth. That's how long I've had this article. Uh, yeah. So they so they picked up a signal. Um, what they're oh they have a five hundred meter like uh, radio antenna that, that okay. they they listen to space. Yeah, I mean, this is something that all countries typically do. You 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 scan the you scan the space for like signals and interference, noise, whatever you want to call it coming from space. And this has happened before, but almost ninety nine point nine percent of the time, it gets ruled out as something, right? Something explainable. Yeah, well, that was kind of the plot of uh, Contact. Remember that movie? It was like ninety. I do remember Contact. Yes, yes. Like late eighties, early nineties, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they heard the. Uh, they heard the the radio waves coming from uh, some planet or moon from another galaxy or something like that. I don't even know what it was, but it was a great movie. If you haven't seen that, shame That's on you. That's the if you one. Haven't. Is that the one that that? <laughs> spoiler alert! Is that the one that ends with water being the key? What? Water being the key? Yeah. Or is that a different movie where? The aliens end up being weak to water. Oh no! You're thinking you're thinking of Signs with Mel Gibson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Signs. I have. I could I could do an entire thirty minutes on why Signs is a terrible movie. So that's Contact is different. That's right. Yeah, Contact with Jodie Foster, and remember they, they pick up the signals and they they have to like they decipher them. There's like a here's the pattern and they they break it. That's like it's like binary or something. It's so like it's so convoluted, and the way they string the plot devices together is so terrible. But I'm I'm getting off on a tangent. Yeah, yeah, good movie altogether, but uh, definitely a little far fetched. Yeah, yeah. So did you find another article, or are we we wrapping? I have a couple here. Oh, and I'm not, I'm not sure which one to pick. All right, give me, give me the I'm options. Gonna pick, I'm going to pick the one with the most ridiculous, ridiculous headline. Okay. Okay. Here, here we go. Woman claims her daughter was stalked by a vampire and reveals what they did to get rid of him. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh my God. And Go ahead. This is okay. This is where I start to get into like, I, this is why I try to filter my weird news before like just jumping into it. Because of course, this is something that is being driven by TikTok on, on one thing, right? So the, in a TikTok video, a woman claims her daughter had been bitten by a vampire wow <laughs> yeah it's and and this is where like i think the weird news kind of get, get i don't know it's hard to tell if these people are taking themselves seriously because if you like watch the video and everything they're 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 being serious about it but at the same time you have to think this there's no way right this woman is convinced however a month later the woman's oldest daughter had the same bite marks on her ankle which looked like they were fading. So she got them on her neck, then she got them on her ankle. So this woman takes a TikTok to say that her daughter had been bitten by vampires. I'm calling that, bullshit. I know, right? Like, come is that, on. Is, if there were vampires, that's where they're going to get you? Like, they're ankle biters? It sounds like a dog. Oh, um, and apparently, too, she was a, the, the woman doing this and putting these videos up on, on TikTok mm -hmm. is also a psychic. Oh, okay, well... There you go. So, here we go. The psychic <laughs> elaborated further and claimed that this vampire wants the woman's daughter. This then begged the question as to why the vampire keeps biting other family members. <laughs> Come on. Ah, oh, dude. Did you see the article? There's another one about a vampire, now that you mention it. Uh, really? Yeah, they said that uh, someone, I don't remember where it was. I think it was somewhere not here, somewhere overseas. But they, they dug up uh, what they're calling a female vampire. Did you see this? Well, is that special as opposed to being a male vampire? Oh, I don't I mean, know. The fact that uh, but the reason they think it's a vampire is because when they dug it up, there was a uh, there was a sickle that was that was over top the neck of okay. the skeleton. Okay. And the skeleton also had like one like kind of snaggle tooth, and they're like vampire. Like that's what this is. I, I love I love how that's where they go. Right. I love how that's where they get to. It's not. It's it, it couldn't possibly just be that this person just had a had a, a had a tooth in an odd position. Clearly, and, it's a vampire, right? And they were like a terrible person, and they maybe that's where they killed them, and they left the sickle laying there, and they just buried them. Yeah, right. You know, no. there, there's other options out there. 
aside yeah. from being a vampire. Like, come on. Like, if it had, okay, if it legit had like two like vampire teeth, like canines, like, I'd be like, all right, that's something. That's something. But they, they ran away with it because it had one crooked tooth. It, it, it has, it, it all often feels to me like um, the same theory of, of getting to the bottom line that the ancient aliens has ancient aliens is a show that I'll poke, I'll poke fun of all the time because yeah. it, right. Instead of actually looking at plausible scenarios about how these, how, how ancient people built structures and oh tools. My gosh. I know, and moved, I know. Moved it's, rocks around <laughs> aliens. Clearly it's aliens. I know. And people really defend that too. Uh, like, well, how do you explain, how do you explain the pyramids? I'm like, there's other explanations. Like didn't have the ability to, to move those rocks, uh, you know, and build that thing. Like, actually, they did because they did. Right. I can see that they did. Yeah. Like that, because that's more plausible to me than aliens coming down and helping. There, and I don't remember what show it was several years ago. There was, I, I cannot remember where I saw it, but it was, it was an experiment on like one of the still legitimate science channels about moving stones. Mm -hmm. And like, because there was this one thing, like how did they get these, faces or these massive stones up this hill well we they put this contraption together based on what they could see left over from from the remnants of the civilization uh -huh. and they moved the stone up the hill yeah i think i've never seen that too actually it's like it wasn't it it was quote unquote hard but they were able to replicate it yeah and you have enough manpower enough people in yeah. using you know leverage or uh, you know even like logs that are round like you can yeah. roll things on those pretty easily yeah, they would take the log out from the back and put it in the front and keep going. Yeah, like the, there are ways to do it. Yeah, it's, so it's not, I'm sorry, folks, it's probably not aliens. Yeah, do I believe that there are, there is life out there in other planets? I do. I It would only make yeah. sense. Have they been here and helped us build stone structures? Probably not. I don't think so. But that's, that's just my opinion. Vast, my opinion. Considering how vast the universe is, it's actually going to be rather difficult for civilizations to run into each other yeah yeah and you know aside from the alien thing i know we talk about bigfoot too the whole that whole thing we don't need to get back in this we always bark about bigfoot yeah right 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 uh but man bigfooters they're they're uh they're about as adamant as as people that believe in aliens <laughs> absolutely not absolutely. believe in aliens i like i said i do but i'm talking about uh you know aliens coming here i don't know man like there's the whole roswell thing and like, what's it's your just, opinion on it? Like, you, you feel like that the, they've never been here? Well, I've, I, I am a firm believer in that if you just take the mathematics of the universe and you say, is there other life out there? I think absolutely. I think you, you almost have to get to the point where, like, you, you agree that, yes, there's probably other life out there of some kind and maybe even other advanced civilizations. But the universe is so mind-bogglingly big. That's the science of it's very difficult for for civilizations to run into each other as far as like local like like what what they call like cryptozoology and ancient aliens and all that stuff i generally believe it's all 99.9 percent .9 bullshit B bs yeah well they say that what they compare uh, uh sand on a beach they say there's more stars in the sky than there is grains of sand on a beach yeah that's a lot it's a lot it's a lot yeah like that's a shit ton and yeah to say that there's yeah there's no life but th that's not the argument i'm making uh yeah but no the uh, the whole ancient alien thing uh you know it kind of it, de it definitely takes you back to like thinking about like the egyptian time yeah and some of like the weird drawings they would have i don't i don't know man like so, some of them are a little bit curious but doesn't necessarily mean they were depicting things they saw maybe is maybe they were drawing a story they heard or Right. You know, or just depicting something that they believe. That they believed in, yeah. I mean, you can write anything down. No one's stopping you from making a drawing on a wall. I mean, that would be like taking uh taking a uh, fictional story that's in a book like uh yeah. Star Wars, okay, for example, and chalking it up to being true. Yeah, if they if they unearthed us and they uncover Star Wars reels someday, they're not going to Whoever this advanced civilization is going to be is is going to be able to reasonably discern that this was just imaginative on our part. Yeah, yeah, maybe it was. Who knows? But uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's. I think that is that could be an interesting episode all on its own. <laughs> just talking Absolutely. about that kind of stuff. Absolutely. 
But uh, yeah, there you go. We filled up the last few minutes with uh, some random banter. I like it. Yeah, I like so. it. I always loved. I always loved the <laughs> the random. Uh, what do you want to call it? Um, universe search for life, cryptozoology esque, <laughs> or uh, cryptozoology criticism talk that we get into. It's always enjoyable. Yeah. Oh man, we we should find somebody like uh, somebody we know or a friend of ours who was like really really into yes. this kind of stuff. Yes. And just just have a conversation with them about it. It would be fun. See if they can change our minds. I'm I'm open. See, I'm open. <laughs> I, I almost went into the see this stick. The stick could only be broken in this manner. <laughs> yeah, what was that from? It's every time like the 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 Bigfoot Oh the Bigfoot. Oh yeah. <laughs> find a stick that's broken in a certain way. Yeah. Right? Gotta be gotta be Bigfoot. Yeah, gotta be Bigfoot. <laughs> Let you hear that Absolutely. sound out there? Hear that that twig breaking? Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Yeah, so, all right, let's let's uh, let's wrap this one up, man. Wrap it up. I think we've rambled on enough. So thank you guys all for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one. Talk to you next time. <laughs>